Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I'm Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the Western Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett, Channel 7 guru, former West Coast Eagle and president of the Perth Football Club. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Choose Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, straight off the bat, mm-hmm. there's a bit going on at the Eagles right now. Yeah, you look pretty pumped up, mate. What's your? Well, I'm not uh, pumped up. I'm just telling it how it is. I believe up. there's a bit of division on the board now. <laughs> I think it's got a bit ugly, and um, I think it's now come down to whether Adam Simpson goes or Trevor Nisbet goes really? at the end of the season. Well, I believe so. What um, Nisbet's going at the end of next year? He's contracted he? to the end of next year. Yeah. Adam Simpson's contracted for two years beyond this one. But there was some really interesting um, information um, put out to the media last night, there were mixed messaging from West Coast, which suggests to me that there's some division there. So the mixed messaging was, the first news mm. was put out there that um, they're looking to give Adam Simpson a three to four month break at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was basically retracted several hours later, basically saying, no, that's that, that's not correct. So what is the truth? I'm suggesting that the information was fed out there to basically to try and undermine Adam Simpson. Now, the only thing I would add Mm -hmm. to that, why do you think they want to undermine... Well, I just think that it's either going to be... People are calling for a circuit breaker, and I think... You you think someone needs to be sacked? I think that's what... Often in these situations, Mm. there's a circuit breaker. So who is it? Is it it the CEO? Is it the coach? Um, I think it's come down to that now. Because I heard Eddie talking about this, Eddie Maguire. He obviously rang the club. I don't know who he spoke to, but I have a fair idea. And he wanted to get an update as to where were things were, you know, what are you doing? Are you, have you turned the corner? Are you rebuilding? He reckons he got all of this information and in the conversation it sounded like he had with somebody there that, okay, maybe we could even give Simo some time off, you know, three months at the end of the season if he needs it, if so he doesn't end up like Hardwick or Clarkson or whoever, you know. Um, and then he had other information about how they were uh, rebuilding the club and there were a worldwide search for the best medical people, how they might go to free agency. And he had a, ho- a whole heap of stuff. So he obviously had spoken to someone who gave him the guff so that to take the heat off a bit or be a distraction or to show that they were heading in the right direction. But then the message must have got confused because it, Eddie said it, then it was on Channel 7, it was in the West. And then the club issued a statement saying that no, that Simpson wasn't having a break. Or did it say that he hadn't been offered a break? It said he's not having a break. It said the story was incorrect. So obviously they hadn't spoken to Simpson. I mean, the club was thinking about it and Simpson hadn't been spoken to. Is that so, what you're thinking? So I'm, yeah, I'm suggesting that this is the first signs we're seeing of a public division. Yeah. There. And I think I think um, it's going to be really interesting to where it plays out from here. I have no doubt the Eagles will come out and deny there's division, that they're all um, aligned and that they're going in the same direction. But clearly, things, what, three games in 36 they've won, mm. and things aren't going well on you the field. You feel like someone I'm, needs to be sacked. I'm, I'm saying that often there is a circuit breaker in these situations, and that's why what is happens. It, why do they need that, do you think? Um, 
if you know the CEOs. Sometimes a change. It's sometimes a change can put you in a fresh direction. Mm. And this is suggestion that people have been there for too long. Well, hopefully they come out and say exactly what's been going on behind the scenes in terms of what they're trying to do with the rebuild. I thought I thought the chairman did that on seven pretty well. Did you get a chance to have a look at Well, I had Paul a chat to Paul Fitzpatrick earlier in the week, mm-hmm. and he um, told me that there was they were totally supportive of Adam Simpson, totally supportive of Trevor Nisbet. Now, mm. okay, I take that on face value. I think um, Paul is a trusted bloke, um, honest guy. But, you know, boards are funny things, Barra, mm. and things can happen. And um, I reckon we're starting to see signs of, of cracks. There. Do you reckon disunity or is it confusion, bum covering? I think it's a bit of everything. A diversion. A bit of everything, Dara. When you're not winning. A bit of everything. To, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to track because... Well, that's where we're at. So I've got I've, a story I, going up online as we speak. So let's see where it goes from here. As an Eagles member, I've got to say, when I heard Eddie talking about it today, I actually felt a bit more confident about where things were going because as a former president of... Collingwood and someone who knows what it takes he had had a bit of a forensic look at what they were doing someone had sort of t- talked him through it and he seemed reasonably buoyed and it was f- funny to hear it from Collingwood like he seemed reasonably buoyed that things were on the right track that finally accepted look we can't just rebuild overnight bang it's going to be a two or three year process we've got to clean up all these sort of things we do have to have succession plans. You know, we, we have to go to free agency. We're going to have to sack a heap of kids, uh, a heap of players at the end of the year, probably some of our most popular players. And I actually felt a lot better about it, but but maybe their messaging is getting ballsed up. Obviously, the media component side of it is not being looked after properly. You reckon? Well, I'm, I'm saying that there's division there. That's yeah, what it okay. sounds, sounds like to me. Okay, so we've got a bit to get through, so let's actually just uh, move on and pick some winners for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, a really interesting that. round coming up. Friday at the SCG, Sydney Swans $2, V Carlton $1.81. Uh, hardest game of the round for me to pick a winner. Mm. In the end, I've gone with Sydney, and I'm, uh, I'm very nervous about that tip, to be quite honest. Yeah, you just can't bring yourself It's to at tip. home, so I can't, well, I'm off Carlton. <laughs> you can't tip Carlton again. They'll well, let me down and they'll win. Well, listen, Guaranteed. shock you, because no sure I'm going to tip Carlton. I'm going to tip Carlton by five points. Surely this is it. Sydney have got so many injuries. I noticed Tom DeConing might be coming back, but now there's chat about him leaving and going to join his brother at Geelong. There's a lot of speculation this time of year about players moving around. But I think because they re-signed Mark, what's his face? They did. Yeah, for four years. Uh, can you pronounce his surname? Blissovs. No, no, no. The, uh, oh, you're doing Mark Pitney. Yeah, yeah. Mark Pitney at Carlton. Yeah, so yeah, the Coning, yeah. well, they've come out and said it's got no bearing on that whatsoever. And you do have to list manage and sign your players, but um, not a bad player, Pitney, actually. One of the leading ruckmen for hitouts to That's right. So it's got everyone thinking that uh, Tom DeConing's leaving and going to Geelong mm, and play with his happen. brother, which probably Paddy Dow's. Any chance Paddy Dow's going to get selected? He's been 41 possessions in the VFL. Well, and a very <laughs> early draft. Hello, Bossy. Remember me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was very a early draft, draft pick. pick. So Tommy, the- Tommy Hickey's uh, I had on pro- concussion protocols and Rampy, Logan McDonald, Callum Mills. So that's got me saying I'm tipping the Blues, even though it's at the okay. SCG. Well, Sydney has won seven of its last eight games against Carlton at the SCG. Uh, last loss there to the Blues was 2019. So uh, you, Carlton, gave me, you gave me that stat about Richmond versus Essendon, and I fell for it. So well, I'm not I falling for it, for it again, mate. I fell for it too. <laughs> well, let's see what's going to happen there. But then we'll come up to that game in a minute. Saturday, Marvel Stadium, St Kilda, a dollar twenty-one plays Hawthorne four forty. Before we get onto the game, interesting development at Hawthorne yesterday, Barry, with the um, CEO. 
mm. um, Reeves leaving. Now, I believe that will be start of the healing process at Hawthorne because... <laughs> of course you are. I'll no, say, no, I'm so serious. you're doing what I just did at the start of the show. <laughs> no, you're t- just saying, no, it's all sweet. No, I'm Everyone's not saying it's all sweet. I'm not saying it's all sweet. No, he's, I'm not he's, saying it's all sweet. What I'm saying he's is... collateral damage, we're all sweet. Let's say that there's a <laughs> camp at Hawthorne, Clarko, Hodge, Lewis, etc., who don't like Reeves. And Reeves has <laughs> Who's got, coming in, Nick Holland? And he was also the man behind the review that started all this rolling. And yeah. now I'm not saying the review wasn't well, a necessary thing, mate, but the bungled, way mate. it was done mate, has created this it, mayhem we're in now. They didn't, con- when I say control it, they didn't do it properly. And then they just flicked it over to the AFL. Soon they saw the names in there and the allegations, they went, Whoa, yep. what do we do with this? Quick, give it to the AFL, they'll fix it up. They're integrity people. This is way too explosive. And then it leaked. I don't know who leaked it, but that blew the whole place to the Shizenhausen, didn't it? So, but yeah, but that, you, you admit he's collateral damage from that, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. taking a mental health break, he's, he's, and which is obviously the pressure has got to him, and it's been a, a long couple of years for him. So let's wish him the best, but I mm. think he is collateral damage, yes. Uh, the St Kilda games this year, um, they've been involved in the lowest scoring games of any side this season. Average of 149 points in their matches. You're not I don't think again. they're going to worry did... about it too much against Hawthorne, oh, okay, Barra. thank God. I don't think Hawthorne's last week kicking you big bring scores. Yourself to I'm not St. picking Kilda. the Hawks. I'm picking St Kilda in this one. Not, my, my boys aren't going to beat him. Even without Mitch Owens, the great Mitch Owens, out with a concussion. They're saying he might miss one or two weeks. Um, mem- Should be mem- missing four. Yeah. It was a big hit, wasn't it? Mem- Why do you think four? Because I think concussion should be a month out. Right, okay. Fair enough. Membry in line for return and Max King. Can I just say Max King? You I can. told you last week, Max King. Yeah, four goals. You said, oh, I don't think you make the difference. Well, he did make the difference. difference. He yeah, did. Nah, fair enough. We're good judges. Yeah. St Kilda by 32 points. I'm saying St Kilda by 42 points. 42 points. <laughs> you really put in the a low in. scoring game. Uh, MCG Saturday, Melbourne, one dollar thirty six against Fremantle, three dollars fifteen. Huge game, the Battle mm. of the Brayshaws. Mm. Yeah. Well, last time they sent Angus into the middle to start on the young fellow just to unsettle him. Last time at the rekindle MCG. memories of all those backyard battles over yeah. the years. Jeez, it would have been a pretty handy backyard game of footy, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, a couple was, of broken windows. One of them's a rugby player as well. Clayton Oliver uh, out, so they big could, out. They actually could send um, Angus and Brashaw, Hunter out as well. Yeah, two big. very big outs from the midfield for Melbourne. So Angus could actually go in there because they need someone to go in. They're talking about Tajwa Woden. Mm-hmm. How's that? Imagine, imagine Shane Wo Woden's son making his debut against Fremantle. Yep. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Pretty good form, Freo. Or over 100 points in their last three matches for the first time since uh, rounds 21 to 23 in 2014. So they found that um, victory at the stoppages. They found yep. that victory at the clearances. They're getting the ball more confidently into the forward line. Their forwards are starting to get to understand each other, not running into each other. They're taking marks. They're kicking goals. So lots to like about Freo. Um, yeah. But Melbourne still my you know one of my I think the top four team for me. Hard to pick against them at the MCG. Really, um, good, really good exposure for the Dockers at the MCG too. Nam or Walyalup? Nam or Walyalup? I'm going for Nam. You're going for Nam. I think I'm going to go for Nam too. Funny press conference with Justin Longmuir this week though because um, yeah, went do down, tell. asked him about Fifey. So I basically said. So the forward exper- forward line experiment's over, isn't it? Come on, admit, just admit, it's over. I didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean? Because they've got Amos, who looks super, who could be anything, couldn't he? Jai Amos. 
will be anything. A miss, as, could be. as some people keep calling him a miss still. Well, he doesn't miss too many. Uh, Amos. Uh, Tracy's hanging in there doing well. And obviously Important, Jackson. Important, Tracy. Yeah, so they've got the three tools. They don't need five, who can't really play as a, a small forward But yet. you need five that have a bigger body in the middle now. Yeah, so what's happened is he's unlimited time, so he's going to play in the midfield. And I spoke at Caleb Sarong yesterday. He said, mate, just walk taller when he goes in there. He orders around and blah, blah, blah. So Caleb it, having a good year, um, chiseling away at it maybe an All-Australian but Yeah, knocking on the door. Prashaw's been good. Jager O'Meara's really lifted his rating. Has the last three weeks, yep. But Fife, goes in there. So... I remember that. Remember that game last year when they did beat him at the G? Well, they stopped their run. So that oh, run had gone yeah. well before their premiership victory. Uh, what was it? How many in a row? It was ten in a ten row. Ten in yeah. a row. So they were the team to stop them. So they've got, you know, and it sounds funny, but it's over a year ago, but you, you, you know you've done it. You know you've beaten yeah. them at that venue. With their best players. Yeah. It was a super game, too. Remember Frederick's flick back to Lockie Schultz? Amazing. And Schultz was on fire, too, mm. kicked four and or five. And has been in really good form. But you know what happened later in the year? At Optus, yes, the demons pounded him. They came over. They picked on Sean Darcy. Smack belted him up. And so this week would be so good with with Gorn and bloody um, Brody Grundy. So they're going to adopt the tactic that opposition teams have been using the last few weeks: get in Gorn's face, and just impede his ability to get from contest to contest because they yeah. they've been blocking his That's running. Exactly. And right. the umpire gave a free kick against last week so. against uh, the boy from Perth. Yeah, that that was such a weird free kick. It looked weird, but you get what they're trying well, to they, do. And they know it's happening, so they're trying to address it. So be let's see what the doctors do. Take energy out of their bodies. So, so who gonna, have you picked? We we'll probably have to stick with Melbourne. Don't we? Nam. Nam. Yep. Okay. Nam. Saturday, GMHBA at the Alphabet Stadium. Geelong, $1.11. Giants, $6.50. Where do you see the Cats at right now, Barra? Are they still a top four side? Top four. That's tricky. They've got a lot of home games. And they get Dangerfield back eventually. Mitch Duncan as well. Had a couple of bad losses. Mm. That was a bad loss last week. I know they were missing was, a lot of players, but they, it, it was a very undulong like performance against Fremantle here. Tom Stewart was flat. They used Banfield beautifully. Well, they, just they didn't allow Tom Stewart to play his normal mm. role, which is that intercept role, because they, they didn't get any dirty ball. So Underestimated was, um, Bailey Banfield. Seriously, yeah. he did a job. Every time he tried to roll off Stuart, there was Banfield. And he played off the wing a bit as well, so kicked a great goal. Sort of straightens him up a bit, Bailey, doesn't he? And, mm. you know, he doesn't he, – he kicks his one or two. He but, can um, play a small yeah. foot. And that Luke uh, Luke Ryan taking out, obviously, Jeremy Cameron, that was amazing. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that would work. But but Longmuir made a good point yesterday that when they were, had injuries last year, he played that role, the main – the main defender, didn't he? You know, when Pierce was out. He did and for a few, quite a yeah, few yeah. weeks. So, yeah, they've got two players on the injury list, Fremantle. And you look across town at the Eagles and they've got 20,000. Fremantle have got two players injured. Unbelievable. Geelong have got Max Holmes out and Jai Clark's been cut down as well. So, Well, they're, they're a lot of their, you know, Dangerfield, no Duncan last week. So The I'm Cats not, are going to win though, aren't they? I think so. At G-M-H-B-A, against, H, not H, H-B-A. Against... GWS, who um, nearly got the job done last week. I picked them, and it was very frustrating to watch that last quarter, but they just, just faded away in the end. Cats by five Tom goals. Green's a good player, and Toby Green was back last week. He'll be better. Look, Toby Green will be okay this week because he mm. it was his first game back last week, and expect him to, um, you know, he's not going to go down without a yelp, Toby Green. So Cats by five goals. Uh, it's 200th game for Toby Green. 
there you go. 200th game, Michaela, our producer tells us. So, well done to Toby Grant. Probably be 400 games if he wasn't found himself at the tribunal every second week. <laughs> so, who are you tipping? I'm tipping oh, Geelong. There you go. Uh, Saturday, TIO Stadium in Darwin. Gold Coast Suns, $2.55 play. The Western Bulldogs, $1.52. I'll make a prediction here, Barra. It's going to be very slippery. Mm. You know what? That's you know not what? rocket science, by the way. It's just slippery up there, isn't it? And because it? of that, I'm tipping the Suns. I'm yeah, tipping I'm, a boil over. Okay. That's a good. What do you think? I thought long and hard about it, but I'm still going with the Dogs. Um, have played up there before. They go okay in those conditions, the Dogs. Mm. Um, Bailey Smith's It's interesting made a talking to players who've played up there in those conditions, and they say it's really tough. You um, obviously the humidity gets to you, so you fatigue earlier. But the other thing is, it's because it's so slippery, your ball drop is all over mm. the place. So that's why you see a lot of kicks go off the side of the boot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm going to pick the dogs, but I, I get where you're going. I think the Suns are a really, really good chance. Jason Johannesson out for two months. Yeah, it's Hammy. a pity. That's, that's a big blow. Yeah, I just think this might be the one, the upset. I know they were no good against Brisbane in the second half, but I think at TIO Stadium, yep. I'm going the Suns. And just Matt Rowell has laid 93 tackles this season, 20 more than any other player in the competition. <laughs> and I'm tipping in the humid, slippery conditions up there, it's going to be nice and tight and close. He might get 45 possessions and lay another 18 tackles. How Matt many Rowell. times will he tackle Bailey Smith, do you reckon? Uh, yeah, yeah, just stay away from the hair because uh, that gets you into trouble as we discovered the last couple of weeks. Optus Stadium Saturday night. Mm. West Coast Eagles, $10 bearer. Mm. The Essendon Bombers, $1.05. Look, they're going to get some troops back. We don't know exactly. The teams haven't been named yet. Um, we're expecting Shuey to play. No, nah, not Shuey. Okay, who are we expecting back? Bunger. Yep. Bunger Hearn. Shannon, Shannon Hearn. Hearn. Yo. And Barris. Yeah, well, Barris comes back because he had the, um, the flu. Uh, Hearn's missed a couple. And, yo, I just wish him all the best because uh, oh, I just want to see him out there playing. Uh, he's so important to them, and he just hasn't been able to get a good run at it, has he? No, and Jermaine Jones, G-O-R-N, gone, unfortunately. He's having surgery. Uh, so he's had a, got a syndesmosis. So he's another. I saw, Ryan, I saw uh, Liam Ryan this week. Oh, today. So him today. And um, he said he's just started running. He's still seven or eight weeks Yeah, away. because he tore the hammy off the bone. Yeah, I know. That's so a severe injury. So it, you've got to be really careful with I don't those. think he'll play again this year. Yeah. He's, Maybe he's, late, but what would be the point, depending on where you're at, I suppose. Mm. They're going to get troops back. I, I, would, I wouldn't put it past them. It's, it's not impossible for them to jag a couple of wins at home later. Depends how hard you go with your story. Uh, it's nothing that to do with me. I don't go out there and kick the footy, mate. It's that might nothing fire to do with me. They'll be putting it up in the change room. I don't. Well, what's what, the headline going to be? <laughs> I don't know, mate. Disunity, the great divide, the great divide. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, that's what they do, KG. I'm like used to it nowadays. Mick used to. Oh, absolutely. I remember being allowed into the inner sanctum at the Eagles once, and I walked through, and he made a point of looking up at the wall and making sure I could see. All the newspaper reports were plastered all over the wall, including mm. mine, because mine yeah. was writing for the Herald Sun. And so they were all up there, and he just wanted to tell me. I, I put that up. I want the boys to know what people are writing about them. be interesting now. I don't think the Eagles are that interested in what um, we're writing about them at the moment. But um, back in the day, they were. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is where we talk about ourselves and people get upset. But I, but I will mention something here. Yes, go on. When I was a journo, after yep. I'd finished at the footy, 
I wrote an article about a player, Shane Sakura it was. Oh, yeah. And I wrote an article, I was working with the West as well, and I wrote that he, he was being played now so that they could send him to market. You know, so the last couple of games of the year, they gave him a couple of games so that then they could, you know, trade him for somebody. Which And I was managing him at the time. So I actually knew what was happening. Okay. It's a bit dodgy in some ways, yeah. isn't it? Anyway, it is very dodgy. So Mick comes out, <laughs> inside information, Mick comes out with the article before the press conference, and we're all sitting there waiting, you know, standing there waiting for him to come out. Mick comes out and he brings the article out. Ah, ah, look at this. Reporter Barrich. Reporter Barrich. Look at this. Bulldust. Absolute bulldust. Reporter Barrich. <laughs> In front of everyone. <laughs> and what did you do? I went, completely went to water. Oh. No, no, I just went, Mick. Like I wanted to say, mate, hello. Who do you think manages him? But, you know, I didn't. Now, um... <laughs> We better keep pushing forward. We've got a little bit of a shorter podcast. Who are we chipping there? We're well, chipping I'm, Essendon. Essendon, belief. That win against um, Richmond last weekend, you know, when Jakey Stringer kicks it to the top of the square, when probably in the past he has a bit of a ping at it. But uh, uh, what a great win that was. And I think that'll be great for their belief and important because they'd had a few losses on the trot when they probably deserved to win. So yeah. I think Essendon's going in the right direction. They'd have um, strong belief too. Really well-led, you know, re- well-led team. Zach Merritt's in great form. Because so. what was the fallout to that, that loss by the Tigers? Well, coach, <laughs> quick. <laughs> So you can blame Stringer and who was the fella who kicked the winning goal? Uh, the, the young bloke? That was five days ago. Oh, mate, we talked about it on Tuesday. <laughs> we Where are we going here? <laughs> we're, we're like stepdown, son. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, speaking of Richmond, MCG Sunday. Richmond $2.02, two, Port Adelaide $1.80. Um, Barra, Andrew McWalter steps into the shoes of Damien Hardwick for the first time in a long time. and. Mm. Interesting how that played out this week. Um, you know, the pressure getting to coaches. And uh, Justin Longmuir t- yesterday um, coming out. And yeah. I've been arguing this one for a long time. The soft cap needs to come up. Not to the just under $10 million that it was, because I think it was a bit out of control and probably unfair on the poorer clubs, that yeah. the richer clubs. It's $2 million can, less. But I think it needs to be closer to that $9 million mark, because yeah. it's clearly having an Im- impact, well, not only on coaches, but on players. Well, long I mean, I was out at the press conference, and I could see, I could see, basically, he was signalling, Barra, can you please ask me about Hardwick, or can you please ask me about the soft cat? It was like, it was almost like ESP from J Lo to me. Barra asked this, and so I did ask it, and he was ready, mate. He was ready. He had everything. He had the stats. He had the lines. He had the Back to the Future line, and he even said that some of his assistant coaches had had one day off in three weeks. One day off, or family, they've all got families and stuff. Some of them are watching six hours of video a day. I'm not surprised by that. We're having one day off in three weeks. No, I'm not surprised. No, I'm not surprised by that with the soft cap cuts because there's not many of them there. Yeah, with that, but he actually said it because he was ready to go. So, all it's like it's a collegiate push now amongst all coaches in the AFL to put pressure on the AFL to lift the soft cap back to where it was. And you know what? That's what I thought was happening last night. With Simo maybe wanting to have three, not him wanting to have three months off, but the Eagles mentioning that, I reckon the part of it that was the tactic is to increase the soft yeah, cap. Yeah, I reckon there are other tactics at play there, mate. Um, but the, the most interesting thing about the Richmond, uh, the funniest part of so that, was Jack, that was Jack Rewalt getting the call from Dimmer and thinking, oh, I'm in trouble. He's managing me out. Mm. He's tapping me on the shoulder, telling me to retire. And Dimmer said, mate, for the first time, it's not about Vice you. Versa. It's actually about me. Mm. And it was very, very funny. Um, they've had a long association, those two. He'll Do be they? back. You know, he's only 50. Yeah, he'll coach again. He'll be back again. He'll coach again. You know what I've heard? Port. No. Gold Coast. Keep going. 
West Coast. Just down the road. West Coast. No. Just, just down, down the road from Richmond. Keep going. Ligon Street. Carlton. Okay. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, Voss is contracted for another year, mm. so let's see what happens. No, that, would be the, that would be the smart move, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, well let's see how they go, the Blues. But they're let's not, see how not they go. I know. Oh, no, oh, no. It's a long way to go. Um, do, does <laughs> this refuse to tip him. I mean, there's a long way to does go. Does Damien Hardwick's <laughs> departure empower this team? Or I'm t- I'm not picking them. I'm picking Port. Now it's at the G. Nick Walter Grass. Is I just he, love the way Port go? are going. I love the way their midfield's going. How good was Zach Butters last week? Mm. Um, Ollie Wine's better last week. I reckon he's been a bit down, but um, Connor Rosie, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm going with Port, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, you have to go with Port, even though it's at the G. How's Ross Lyon go? What was it? What Andrew McWalter? Andrew McWalter. So McWalter. played with St Kilda. Yeah, and a very I'm short guy. Yeah, very short stint at the Gold little Coast. guy. He gave him a big pump up, Ross. He said he tried to pinch him. I don't think he told the Tigers that. Really rates him. So good on Ross for a bit of solidarity there. Yes, yes. Um, so who are you picking? I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying with Port Adelaide. Port okay. Ad- but a close one, like you said. Port by a couple of goals. So Marvel Stadium Sunday, Collingwood $1.04, North Melbourne $11. Um, obviously North Melbourne now being coached by Brett Ratton. So we've got a couple of caretakers mm. um, in place mm-hmm. in the AFL. Do you give him any chance? I certainly don't. <laughs> You've just written them off, have you? Oh, come on. It's hard, isn't it? Do, do, the Pies will drop one. They're going to drop one, but can you see them dropping it again? Zerha. The Zerha returns. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can we say? By though? the way, fair <laughs> debut from George Wardlaw last week. Really good debut. Yeah, Wardlaw. Tackling machine. And, yep. and it's not often you see Mate, a Mate, they're exciting, goes, though. Let's, okay, let's be positive, okay? Glass half full. They're midfield with those young guys. It's quite be. exciting. It's exciting. Yeah, it's just I actually clicked. didn't mind watching them. The whole team, though, hasn't clicked, has it? But so they are playing Collingwood. Yeah, they are playing Collingwood, who have about five options at every contest. So, um, as Carlton discovered last week, they're, they're just almost unbeatable at the moment, Collingwood. Of course, that's never the case. They'll drop one, but they'll drop it when it suits them, I reckon. Mm. And it won't be against someone they're going to meet in September. So, you never know. It could be one Marvel, of these. It's at Marvel Stadium, isn't yeah. it? So, what are we saying? Collingwood by 10 goals? I'm saying Collingwood by 10 goals, yeah. And uh, what was the name of the Essendon guy who kicked the winning goal against Richmond? Why are you asking me? I've completely forgotten. Oh, I thought you knew. Durham. It's Durham. Durham. Sam Durham. It's yeah. come to me. There you go. <laughs> no, nah, Michaela texts me. Okay. There you go. <laughs> across the desk. Uh, but a lot. And a shout out to Brody Majacek too. Uh, one of the unheralded players in the competition, I reckon, but just gets it done every week. He gets his three or four every week. He's such a wonderful player. And have you seen a player eat more out of his ability than this bloke? <laughs> Doesn't he? You're getting emotional. No, there. no, I just had a bit of a oh, sorry. in the throat, mate. It's been a long day. I knew already. you loved him, but Jeebus. If that was Darcy Moore, I would have got it. Has Darcy Moore breaking the record for the most intercept marks and then the next day, champion data going, nah, actually it was 10. It took one off him. So what did they take one the off him? I know, he equaled the record. <laughs> what a star. Liam Shields got concussion too, so we're back to Collingwood by 10 goals. Collingwood by 10 goals. You're right there, mate. You want water? I'm right. No, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, Adelaide Oval Sunday. Adelaide 210. The Brisbane Lions $1.73. Tough game this one to pick. Mm. I actually had circled the Brisbane Lions because I thought <coughs> they've actually managed to jag a few wins on the road. Got but I'm, clear I'm changing throat, my tip. I'm going with the Crows at home. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm with you, actually. I reckon Adelaide by five points. Adelaide expects Taylor Walker and Riley Thilthorpe. Yep. Thilthorpe That's to it. return uh, for this huge crunch game. Uh, Jack Payne set to miss. 
with concussion. A lot of concussion misses, that's a, isn't it? And that's good. a big out for them because mm. what that does is it allows um, their other back backmen to sort of get free. So mm. he's a really big out. He's been very important to them this year. Um, Thil Thorpe's a really big in too. Um, Taylor Walker playing? Riley who? Riley Thil Thorpe. <laughs> I've got it. Uh, they do average over 100 points at Adelaide Oval this year, mate. So they love yeah. playing at home, and their forward line tends to sing at home. So I'm just tipping a bit of a – I don't know if it's an upset as such, Adelaide winning at home given their form this year, but they've just tapered off a little bit. Like Last week was a, a very disappointing loss in Ballarat to the Western Bulldogs in a game that their coach said it was the uppercut we probably needed just to, yeah. just to remind us that you're not there yet. And so, you you know, get the Hollywood out of your eyes and just, you know, keep forging forward. So, so I think it'll be an important game for them to win this So game. this is a crunch game. The crunch game. <laughs> Why the rabbit ears? Uh, inverted commas, okay. crunch game. Okay. You know how we always in the media, we go with the crunch yes. game? Oh, jeepers. Anyway, it is for Adelaide. If they want to play finals, this is they've got to win this one. So who, and you've picked Adelaide? Yep. Now it's time for this, Barra. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Yes, thank you to Thirsty Camel. And we will be giving away a 30-can block of mm. Great Northern Super Crisp in just a few moments, Barra. Had some good emails earlier in the week, and I think the clubhouse leader was from Scott, who was talking about uh, the Sir Doug Nichols ran and wearing the Indigenous jumpers yes. as the away strip mm-hmm. ball, which we really like that. That's a really good email. So that's going to take some beating, Barra. Uh, this one from Cam in Geelong. Hello, Cam in Geelong. Hi, gents. I wanted to ask a question about the Eagles and the splitting of draft picks. Since losing on Sunday, I've heard nothing but talk of West Coast must trade pick one. Uh, when all the chat this year is about how one player is clear cut ahead of the rest of the draft, would this be that? Would there be a point in West Coast splitting pick one? He goes on a bit, but um, as a West Australian living on the East Coast, it feels like the talk has turned extremely quickly towards Reed can't go west in the last forty-eight hours. So Harley Reed's language was. So we're talking about Harley Reed. He's from the boy from country Victoria. Um, it just I did. There's something about his language about mm. you know I'm a I'm a good country Victorian and mm-hmm. uh, but. I've always been an advocate of the Eagles splitting that first pick because, mm. yeah, you're going to get a probably a generational player in Harley Reid, but if you split it, you can get two, maybe three early picks. Yeah. And the, I think they need to fast-track their rebuild big time. So that's what I would be doing. You? Well, I, I have heard that they're not going to. Okay. That they've decided that if they get the first pick and they can get Harley Reid, they don't want to become a laughing stock by him becoming a great of the game. If he becomes Luke Hodge or Dustin Martin, you well, imagine it's a combination it, it'll of both. Be, uh, remember when the Eagles gave up, <laughs> gave up Luke Hodge, and he's banned up. You know, can, Matt, can you imagine like Wayne Carey or something like that? So, well, that was the Dockers, wasn't it? Giving up Luke Hodge. They do the big trade around, and um, I think they gave up a couple of others: Jeff yeah. Farmer for uh, Phil Gilbert, and oh no, Andrew McLeod. They let Andrew McLeod go. That Frio did. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he had an earring, and he was chewing gum. I think Nishan thought he had an earring, and he went and played. Well, stand up, let us have a look at you. He didn't. He didn't That's do much after that, did he? Did he do much? That's what they said. Stand up, let us have a look at you. He's <laughs> not much of you. He had the earring, and he was chewing the gun. Did couple of ki- Norm Smith medals, he reels off. <laughs> did he kick on much? Oh, he was okay. Yeah. <laughs> he won a He's couple one of, of flats. the all-time great players. Full stop. <laughs> See, that's what they're worried about. They don't want to be the laughing stocks. The eggs. There's enough going on at the moment, so well, I reckon, reckon they take him. And I'm, I'd back there. And they they're probably do. going to finish last now. Yep. Do people realise that because because of that belting and all the fallout? I understand that, but it might jag some wins late in the year though if they get a heap of players back. Yeah, but the other so were the other teams, and. Two mins. They got they're, they're a win and percentage. So they're two back actually two wins behind everybody. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. 
hello, Q and B. Was thinking after you discussed the state game last week that perhaps a good idea to resurrect State of Origin would be to have the best women play it prior to the AFLW season. Love it. This would be a great way to expose the best in the women's game, pay them more, and build some folklore so that State of Origin remains a part of the women's game. If the timing works, it could be played during the men's buy rounds. What do you think? P.S. What does Jai Amos need to do to get a Rising Star nomination? Very stiff this week. Mm. Well, Josh Whittle got that from Hawthorne. I but know. Played and who was Josh Whittle playing against? Have a look at his game. Who he was he a... playing against? Oh, no, that's true. But he, I'll tell you what, he played a very good game, Josh Whittle. And I know I'm a Hawthorne man, but um, I, I I don't think you could dispute Josh very, Whittle last week. Man, he's had a couple of good games yeah, now. Yeah. He's very – if he his doesn't get, come. If Matt Johnson gets one before him, it'll be funny. Now, I'm split. That's that's right up there in the clubhouse for me. I love that email. I might Mate. write a column about that one day. AFLW, State of Origin. I like the sound that's of that. That's brilliant. Matt, actually, you know what? I'm, I am fully with you. I think that is a sensational idea. And I, I, you know what? Knowing the women's game and, and the people that are involved, that really could fly. But that's Matt in Sydney, so he can't get the, the 30-can block. Uh. So we'll take him out of the pile. But Matt, if you live closer, you would have won it. So you go out and buy your 30-can block anyway and just enjoy it in Sydney. I have, it over have a look out over the harbour or something like that, you know, <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, now, Barra, this one from Adam from Carlisle, he takes this number one split a little bit further. He wants the Eagles to trade pick one to Sydney for Chad Warner and their first round pick or to Melbourne for Jacob Van Royen and, and their first round pick tied to Frio. They can't possibly take Harley Reid despite him being considered a gun. The flight risk associated with him going back home is too much, I think. Um, the only problem with that is I don't think Sydney are very keen to get rid of Chad Warner, and I'm, I reckon Melbourne might be loath to get rid of <laughs> Van Royen. It sounds great in theory, but I don't think that's going to happen. But it's an interesting theory. Your, your thoughts? They might get Corey Warner from Sydney, the younger brother. Uh, Sam Van Ruin, the younger brother of, of Van, Jacob. Van Jacob. Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about flight risk with... Um, They've got a good record at retention, the Eagles. Yeah, but even then, Jason Horn francis you know, hello. He left after one year, number one pick. And that was only a short trip from Vic back to South Australia. Yeah, and they got a great deal in North Melbourne. So you, mm. you'd be able to pedal a great deal. And they're very – it's an equivalent scenario, isn't it? Jason Horn Francis, what happened in North Melbourne, didn't really want to go, end up leaving straight away. And if he can't, if the kid came here – but we def, they definitely need – they definitely need um, free agency. They need to just get in there and pull someone who's a free agent, West Coast, just to fast track their – their redevelopment and that's what they'll be doing they'll be just knocking on the manager's doors and going who have you got okay let's see how we can get them and maybe it'll be a pick yeah uh, Hi Quarters and Barra I think all the pundits need to change the rhetoric on Adam Simpson and have a look at the form and also the injuries of the highest paid players over the past three years Yo, Gaff, Shuey, Darling, McGovern. Not one of these players has earned their paycheck over the past few years. I'm sure people will disagree with me on this, but let's get over Adam Simpson and focus on these highly paid, underperforming superstars who are continuing to let fans down and disrupt the culture of our great club. Mickey G from Wollaston. Love the pod. Mickey G, spot on. It's the list manager who's really in the gun. Have they got a list manager? Ronan O'Brien, isn't Yeah, it? is he? Oh, he's the recruiting it's manager. It's sort of been a bit... Blamage, hasn't it? They haven't mm. really nailed the list manager. They really, they should get a really prominent list manager. That's what they need because that's where the blue's been, and they haven't had the the strength to sort of get rid of their premiership players when they've had to. Whereas Hawthorne's been able to do it, and uh, Collingwood got rid of some big names too, didn't they? You got to make those hard decisions. I'd go and chase Darren Burgess as their fitness coach. Yeah, and everywhere he's gone, well, it's he's... a worldwide search apparently. Well, he's a he's been all over the world. He right. was at Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, 
Hi guys, Mrs. Longmuir here. Two things. Apparently Hardwick quitting could trigger a coaching merry-go-round. I wrote that story. Didn't he quit because of burnout? Does the burnout reason become untrue if he jumps into another coaching job this year or even next? Well, not necessarily if he has the rest of this year off. Um, that was the you point. Feel very I was fresh. And has Ken Hinckley really improved this year, or has Josh Carr's arrival caused the improvement? Well, probably a bit of both. Mm. And maybe the Fremantle were a little bit affected by Josh Carr's departure uh, early in the season. But obviously, he was their midfield coach. But um, he's made a big difference, Josh Carr. But I think Ken Hinckley, you can't fault his effort. I mean, they're going really well. So, nicely. if you're Koshy, you're reappointing. Well, no, he's not going to reappoint him until the end of the year. And I think Ken Hinckley's so, so happy with that. If you're Because he wants to keep his options open. So, if you're Koshy. Yeah. What are you doing at the end of the year? Well, if I'm Koshy, I am trying to keep Ken Hinckley at the club, but I'm not sure that will happen. Ken might want to go to Gold Coast. Um, Stewie Jew, I believe that extra year on his contract might be um, linked to finals. So you think Ken Hinckley might do what Ross Lyon did and stab Mark Harvey in the back? Mark, st- stab the Suns coach in the back? No, no. I think the Suns might... Uh, let him on his way early, depending on how they see at the end of the year. If it, only if King Hinkley gave him, so there'd be an opening win. there. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe that's how it works. But I think Kenny's a pretty honourable bloke. But uh, I'd hate to be on the boards right now at the Suns, the Blues, and Port Adelaide because Port Adelaide they've got to make a decision on. They uh, might uh, get Dimmer Hardwick there. Yeah, I know, but you know, you, you, the media have to sack Ken Hinkley. Mm. And there's well, no, he might just move on. And there's no guarantee that he goes to the Suns. The Suns have to decide on that Stewie. And the Blues, they have to decide on Voss if he misses the finals. Port might win the flag. That'd yeah, he's definitely saying the that. He? He's definitely re-signing yeah, then, Kenny. Exactly. <laughs> one last one, Barra, before we uh, wind it up. This one from Jade Brown. G'day, Quarters and Barra. I have two brief questions for you, gents. First, who is going to own the Tassie team? If it is the AFL, with the tiny stadium they're building, won't it be yet another team that suckles from the AFL money supply and the financially sound teams? At what point do all those teams start becoming unviable? Second, will the Eagles qualify for a priority pick after this year? If so, do you think they will put pride aside and apply for one? Cheers, fellas. James Brown, who feels good right at the moment. I feel good. Mate, first point, no, the Tassie is owned by the AFL. Um, and I think that can be a great success, provided they put 10,000 more seats in that stadium, turn it from a 23 into a 33. I think that, that ain't happening, mate. They'll be lucky to build okay. it the way they're going. Secondly, um, I know you're an advocate for this. You reckon they should just have a crack, but no priority picks. I don't like priority picks for anyone. There's no There's way. There's already a draft Look, mate, in I, place. I, I, I was winding Choose the you draft. Up. I was, didn't you see me wink? This, I was winding you up. There's no way that West Coast should get a priority pick. No. <laughs> club well, with that much, money, well. that much power and that much history, mate. North Melbourne, maybe you can get me on them. But I mean, I'll, as much as the eggs are struggling, that would be that would be pretty funny. So I think our winner this week of the thirty can block is drum roll please Scott, all the way from Esperance with his excellent email about the using the Indigenous jumper as the waste trip all year. Love the email. Please send your details into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Thank you for all the mail. Sorry for those we couldn't read out. We're on a bit of a tighter schedule today. Um, please keep your email short and include your name and details in them. Thanks for listening. Hope everything. Settles down at the Eagles, but right mm. now it's not looking too flash, Barra. And look forward to uh, – good luck with all your tips. Look forward to going through the round on Tuesday in the Quarters and Barra podcast. Oh, Trevor Nisbet ringing, mate, for you. 
If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.